I uh, was praying about this service today, and I felt that the Holy Spirit gave me a topic, and I have to be honest with you, I don't believe that I've ever heard anybody speak on this. And um, if you have, um, great. And if I have, I apologize to you, I don't remember. This is a topic that I have worked on in my life for many, many years and continue to do so even today. And the title of my message today is Diligence, a Requirement for the Last Days. Diligence, a Requirement for the Last Days. I feel very passionately in my walk with God that He requires us to have this characteristic in our life. I believe that. It's very foundational in the life of any believer. I believe that this should be a key part. To all of our lives. And so let me start by giving you some meanings to it in case you're not familiar with this word. I know that there's young people in here, um, but maybe you're not familiar with it. So diligence is constant in an effort to accomplish. Another word for diligence is persistence. Another way we could put it is continue steadfastly, untiring, attentive, careful in carrying out tasks or duties, hardworking, faithful, unwavering, wholehearted, persevering in work, or enduring. And also to be tenacious. Now, what this word does not mean is this. Careless in your work or duty. Neglectful. Thoughtless. Not being thorough. Let me say that one again. Not being thorough or unprincipled. On Wednesday nights, we're learning over in the chapel with Derek the gifts of the Spirit. And um, God's given each one of us gifts. Do you know that you need to be diligent to develop and use in in the exercise of that gift? When God gives you a gift, that doesn't mean that you just, it's a free ride. Let me, let, me, let me give you the example. How many of you saw Jaden playing the keys up here this morning? That is a gift. But that's a gift that he has been diligent at to practice. 
You don't just come up here and just play like that. Same with the worship singers. You have to be diligent with the gift that God gives you and use it for His glory. That way, when you're called upon, you're ready. You're ready. Unfortunately, I don't have that gift to do that. But what many of you don't know is that he comes in here during the week and he practices his gift. When nobody's in here, when nobody's watching. But then when he's called upon, he's ready to go. That's the way you and I should be. We should, we should always be like that. So, diligence doesn't just pertain to one area of our life. It should apply to every area of our life. Our home life, we should be diligent in our home. At work, you should be diligent. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Young people in school... You should be diligent in your school life or your spiritual life. Or if you're in sports, don't think for a moment that when you go home today, if you flip on the TV and you see an NFL game, don't think for a moment that those guys went out there today and just showed up and played. They were diligent. Or in your married life. Say, well, did you have to say that? <laughs> yeah. Why would we be diligent in one area and not another? Why would we be diligent in our spiritual walk, but then go to work and be slothful? Why? Why? Or flip it. Why would we be great at our work? but not diligent in our spiritual walk with Christ. Those of you that are in business, why would you be a great business owner, Joe, and yet neglect your marriage? No, he's not doing that. I'm just asking the question. Or, young people, why would you be diligent in your walk with God, but then be lousy at school in your grades? We must be diligent in all areas of our life. When people describe you to others, let the word diligent be in that definition. Let me give you some examples here of a diligent person. And if this steps on your toes, just go ahead and say, ouch, it'll be okay. A diligent person is one that gets up early enough to arrive on time to an appointment and completes his chores, his or her chores, prior to arrival. You have an appointment, but that doesn't mean... That you're exempt from the chores at home, things that you've got to do before you get there. You get up early enough to get those done, to then get in the car and make it to your appointment on time. That's a diligent person. 
Here's another one. You take initiative to, to complete a task rather than waiting to be told what to do. Have you ever seen anybody? If it's one of us in the room, just say, ouch. What are you doing? Well, I've, I've finished my work. No, 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 no. You take the initiative. Here's another one. You stay on task even if it's unpleasant or difficult to complete. Brandon just mentioned to read through the Bible. You're going to have to be diligent to do that. I was out here. Where's Dustin at? Is he back in here? Anyway, I, was, I come out here to wash my truck because we live in an apartment and whatever, hoses and all that. Rules. But I abide by the rules. I just come here and wash my truck. But they have the restoration fitness out there. So while I'm washing my truck, these guys and girls go running by. Can I tell you, that requires diligence to show up day after day, week after week. How about this? I don't know. Maybe nobody's ever seen this. Have you ever driven in a neighborhood and you see the grass is about this high? But wait, 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 wait. And then there's a mower that's parked. So all of the grass over on this side has been mowed, and then the mower, and then you've got the forest. And it's not because the mower broke down. It's because the individual got tired of mowing and went in for a quick drink but never came out to finish you say, well, how do you know that? I know that. Trust me. <laughs> I went out and finished mowing it for the lady. And she was struggling, but she had capable young men in the house that could have finished it. Actually could have done it for her, to be honest with you. Requires discipline. Here's another one. Doesn't cut corners if it affects the quality. In other words, no compromise. Now, I'm all for doing things the fastest way and the easiest way. If anybody's been around me, they'll tell you. But I don't cut corners, okay, and leave things undone or unfinished. I, I'm, I'm not into that. It requires no compromise. You're going to produce something of quality, stick with it. Do what you need to do to get it done correctly. Not afraid of challenges, always gives his or her best effort. Oh, I just, I, I, I just got to quit. No, you don't have to quit. If you're under an assignment, you need to finish your assignment. If it's homework for young people, you need to be diligent. Keep working at it. You'll get through it. Does a job efficiently and takes care of the little details. The little ones. Oh, well, I did all the major stuff. I'm not talking about the major stuff. I'm talking about the little stuff. Requires, this requires you to be thorough. And then goal-oriented without 
being distracted. In other words, you stay focused. You stay focused. If it means that you've got to carry all the groceries into the house, make sure you come back and lock the car door. Just lock it. Oh, well, no, just lock it. You'll be glad later on that you locked it. Always looks for solutions to problems. This is a diligent person. Doesn't come in, flop down at the table, and wow, this is wah, 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 to all this criticism, and you offer no solutions? Are you kidding me? Always. It's, it's okay. It's okay to observe something that needs a little attention, but come with solutions. Come with solutions. Ecclesiastes puts it this way, whatsoever a man finds to do, let him do it with all of his might. All of his might. That's all of his strength, all of his power, with his whole self. Do it. Do it. And then um, Colossians 3.23, we know this. Whatever we do, keep working at it with all of your heart. For as unto the Lord and not as unto people. I think there's a lot, a lot of times people get off sides with this. I remember when I was 19 years old and I was working for a company, going to Southeastern full time, working for this company. And um, I worked, I went to school full time. <clears throat> I'm going to say something, and if you repeat it, I'm going to say you got confused. I would finish, I would finish class, and I, on the way, driving to work, I would change my clothes and eat my lunch so that when I arrived, I was ready to go. Huh? Yeah, you're confused on that, though. <laughs> But I ended up, come back, come back, come back, everybody, come on. But I ended up working my way from the bottom of the company all the way to the top of the company. And when the owner of the company would give me a raise, here's what I said to him. I said, um, I do work for you, and I appreciate this raise that you gave me, but I really work for God. And you're the one that gets the benefit of that. He wasn't saved at all, trust me. But he admired it. He, he, he admired it. He saw the benefit of me. You say, well, I'm, I'm not going to work any harder because I, I need to, I should be paid way more. Um, you might have that a little backwards. Why don't you work as unto God, okay, and let God handle the raise part of it? Besides, as a side note, let me just jump on the side note. If you stay working at the level, the low level in which you're working, do you think you'll ever get that raise? No. No. You always are diligent in your work. And you trust God to bring the increase. Amen? Let me, I was uh, intrigued by some of these studies. For those of you that are teachers in here, talking about diligence and teaching 
children, let me, let me just read this to you. Diligence is perhaps the best, is best seen when children follow through completely with their chores or their schoolwork. It does uh, mean that dis- despite how a person may feel about the task, they follow through with doing their best anyway. It requires a good effort in order to complete it. Amongst the list of character traits, it can help to discuss diligence as one of the most essential for steady employment. Employers look for people they know that will, they will, see, that will see that the task gets done regardless. To teach your children diligence, you'll need to model it in your own actions. Children learn more from their parents than anything else. So set an example of diligence, especially in disagreeable moments. Further, encourage your children in an effort as a reminder that their choice to do their best work is important. Finally, as Christians, remind them Luke 16.10. Whoever can be trusted with a very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with the very little will also be dishonest with much. Very important. It's one thing for you to be diligent as unto God. It's another thing to be diligent so your kids see it. Very, very important. And then this, diligence has been defined as accepting each task as a special assignment from the Lord and using all your energies to do it quickly and skillfully. Now let me just ask you a couple questions here. Do you complete an assigned task quickly and enthusiastically Or do you reluctantly fit it into your schedule? Do you plan ahead on a job to do it the quickest and most efficient way? You plan ahead. Do you redeem valuable minutes by moving quickly on the job? Or do you walk slowly? Now, I could comment. I could comment right there, but I'm sure you all have been at places of work where people move very, very slowly, but none of us, right? Young people, do you complete chores as thoroughly as your, uh, so that as thorough as you can so that your parents consider you a diligent worker? Do you do a job to first please the Lord and then your employer? Do you go the extra mile working wholeheartedly to complete a job? To complete a job. Do you know that if you're working with tools to complete that job, you put the tools back where they belong so then next time you need them, you know right where to get them? I know, I'm, I, this is a broad spectrum right here, trying to get everybody in the net here. 
Do you use every minute? Here you go. Do you use every minute of company time to make your employer successful? The Christian is to be far above or far different from the attitude of laziness, sluggishness, and indifference. Diligent is doing the task with a, the motivation of love and an attitude of joy. Paul urges us not to be lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, and serve the Lord. We are to be diligent and fervent in our service to the Lord. Each task is to be one with this view in mind. Now, I know I covered the workplace and stuff like that, school, but let's get into Scripture. Joshua 22, 5. But take diligent heed to do the commandments and, to the, and the laws that Moses gave us to love the Lord your God and to walk in all of His ways and to keep all of His commandments and to cleave unto Him and to serve Him with all of your heart and all of your soul. That's diligence. Being serious about God in your relationship with Him. Some of the um, other versions of the Bible, be careful and diligent to observe all the commandments. Another one puts it, observe attentively, being very specific, not careless. And then here's one in Luke 15, 8, talking about a diligent woman. Or what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece does not light a candle and sweep her house to seek diligently until she finds it. Search carefully. Search all over. Search from top to bottom. Here's one version that says, sweep every nook and cranny. What in the world is a nook and cranny? Until she finds it. Looking for that lost coin. Acts 10, 7. Talking about being a soldier. Be a devout soldier. Waiting on Him continually. Be a godly man. One that worships God. A soldier that fears God. That's a diligent. Boot camp. Any of you been to boot camp? You know you're training over and over and over. In, the, in sports, you run the plays over and over and over so that when you get out there, it's, it's like automatic. It's like normal. It's like the thing to do. You don't have to wonder about it, but it takes practice over and over and over again. And then talking about Apollos in, uh, in the book of Acts 18. Now a Jew called Apollos, a gifted speaker, diligent, gifted speaker, well-versed in scriptures. He had been instructed in the ways of the Lord, and he spoke with burning zeal, teaching the facts about Jesus faithfully, faithfully. He was diligent. 
Being diligent requires that you endure suffering or hardships. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 3, Endure thou therefore hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, 14. Pursue peace. Not sit back in case it comes. Pursue it. Go after it. Pursue peace with all and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Seek it. Seek peace. Let me illustrate it this way with David in the Bible. I love David's story. I'll start in 1 Samuel 16 and just run through it quickly. The story where Samuel is coming to Jesse's house to anoint the next king. You with me? You know where I'm at? Remember that? And so all the different sons, you know, they all come by. No, not him. Number two, no, not him. And they go through that. And then um, Samuel asks, asks Jesse this question in 1 Samuel 16, verse 11. Are these all of your sons? And Jesse says, There remaineth the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. The shepherd. The young guy. In other words, the sheep, I gave him that assignment, Jesse says. I gave him the assignment. And that's what his job is. He keeps the sheep. And Samuel said, send for him. And they brought him in. And the Lord said to Samuel, anoint, arise and anoint him, for this is the one. And the Spirit of the Lord came on him from that day onward. And the Spirit of the Lord departed Saul... And an evil spirit from the Lord came to trouble him. So while Saul was troubled by this evil spirit, he asked for a skilled harp player to come. And one of the servants spoke up and said, I know one. And listen to this description that this servant gives Saul. He says, he's skilled, he's mighty, He's valiant. He's brave and courageous. He's a man of war. He's prudent in matters. In other words, he's got good common sense. He's an agreeable person, and the Lord is with him. Wow, I'll take that definition, that description. And so they got him and David, and he went in and played for Saul. And then in chapter 17, we know the story of Goliath and the Philistines that were against Israel. And Saul and all of Israel was greatly afraid. And then in verse 15, after playing the harp for Saul, David returned home to feed his sheep, his father's sheep. How many of us would be willing to play for the king and then go back to our responsibilities? And Jesse t- 
told David then, a little while later, take this food to your brothers and to the commander. Um, And David rose early and left his sheep with a keeper and went as he was commanded. And David left the baggage or the, the things that he was taking with a keeper and he ran to his brothers. And David talked to the soldiers and asked them, about what the reward would be for killing this Philistine who was insulting the armies of God. And then his brother got angry at him. Now listen to, the, listen to what his brother has to say to him. Why did you come down here? He was angry. Why, why, why did you come here? Whom did you leave those few sheep with in the wilderness? And his brother accused him of pride and of presumption and of overconfidence. Can I tell you, sometimes you'll never get encouragement from your family. Never. Those that are closest to you, that you would think would encourage you to do the right thing, they'll be silent. In fact, sometimes they'll open their mouth against you. But that doesn't cause us to change and not be diligent in what God's given us. So Saul heard that David was asking the questions, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so Saul called David, and David tells Saul, let no man be in fear. I will go and fight him, and we know the rest of the story. And so I just want to lift just a few points here of principles of diligence from David's life of what I just read. Number one, David was diligent to his assignment that was given to him by his father to keep the sheep. The menial task, David gave it all that he got. He was committed to it, and he took care of it. He did it with all of his heart. Number two, he was diligent in accepting responsibility for protecting the sheep from the lion and the bear. Remember that? 1 Samuel 17, 35. He took the assignment that that his father gave him very seriously. Took that responsibility to guard the sheep. Number three. He was diligent, trained for war by conquering the lion and the bear. We all know that he grew up to be a great man of war, but it all started out with the sheep, with the lion and with the bear. How many of us would have fought a lion and a bear for a lamb? How many of us would have said, okay, well, they can have that one. I got all these. No, no. He wasn't going to accept how dare that lion come in here and take a lamb. Wasn't going to put up with it. Number four. David was diligent. He maximized his time while keeping the sheep. He practiced his gift playing the harp, when nobody was around, 
which would lead him one day to play before the king. When nobody's watching, are you diligent in what you do? Not knowing that one day you'll be in some sphere of influence or with who's who of whatever, but you're out there with nobody around, nobody watching, and you're practicing your gift like Jaden does in here during the week, practicing his gift. How diligent are you when nobody is around? Number five, David was diligent by going back to his sheep, his responsibility after playing for the king. Too many people in the body of Christ They get promoted. They get asked to do an assignment. They do it. They do it well. But refuse to go back to the responsibility that the Father gave them to do. After he played for the king, he went back to his sheep, his father's sheep, and took care of them. Number six. David was diligent in his relationship with God by learning worship while he was out there in the field. And today we have the benefit of the book of Psalms, which he, among others, uh, wrote. And we sing those songs. Um, We quote those scriptures. They encourage us. We read them and they encourage us when we're in times of difficulty. All of this came while he was in the field tending the sheep. Let me read this story to you, and I'm wrapping it up. A carpenter who had been building houses for many years gradually began to realize that it was time for him to retire and so that he could have a time of leisure and rest. So the day came when he had chosen to go and to tell his boss, the owner of the company. The boss was not happy. He didn't want to lose his best carpenter. So he he, uh, commended him highly for all of the years of hard work in being a carpenter that he had done, thinking that that might change his mind and he would stay with the company longer. The carpenter stood silent for a moment, thinking over his final decision. When he told his boss no, the boss asked if he would build just one more house. After much persuasion, the carpenter finally agreed. After the carpenter got the home, uh, let me, I lost my place, got the home, he thought over the, after he got home, he thought over the conversation that he had had with the boss and was sorry that he had agreed to it. The work on the new house began, but the carpenter was not happy and didn't want to do it wholeheartedly. His workmanship was shoddy. He bought inferior and inexpensive building materials. The house was finally completed but it didn't compare to the other houses that he had built. Then the carpenter 
went to his boss again to tell him that the job was finished. The boss looked at him and handed him the keys to the house, saying, This house is for you, and thank you for all the years of hard work. He wasn't diligent to the end. We have got to get this in our spirits, not only in our spiritual walk, but in every area of our life. In parenting, in marriage, at your job, running a business, in school, all of those things. We have to work at this. If you're driving a truck, use that time with God. Build your relationship with God. Be diligent. If you're in school, be diligent. Do your best. Give it your whole heart. Let me close with this. Let's develop diligence in our life now and carry it through the rest of our life. Let's maintain diligence throughout our whole life until we stand before God. Stand with me. Bow your heads with me. Father, your word tells us about looking into a mirror, the mirror of your word. And today we, we look into your word and we see the reflection and we ask ourselves, how is our life matching up with your word? God, for every individual who has a job, I pray that they would be the best worker, the most thorough, paying attention to details, even the small details, taking the initiative, going above and beyond what the boss asks us to do. For the student, I pray that they would do their best in their studies, that they would adopt this principle in their life and carry it the rest of their life, but not only just in school, let it affect every area of our life. God, your word says that we are to be diligent, that a slave is to obey his master. But we are slaves to you. We want to obey you. We want to work as unto you. God, I pray that you would instill in all of us the mindset that when we're on the job, that we work every minute for the company, that we're not slack, that we're not lazy that we don't take more breaks than we ought to. 
God, our lives are before you. And we want to be pleasing to you. We sing about that. And we should. But help us to do it outside these doors as well. Yes, we want to grow spiritually. Yes, we want to read through the Bible. Yes, we want to mature in the things of the Lord. But we've got to have diligence in every area of our life. As being a husband or a wife. As being a parent. I ask you to help us as a body. Help us as a community. Help us to be efficient for you. Help us to work as unto you and give you glory and praise. May people see our good deeds but glorify you because of it. God, I pray for Enrico and the outreach this week. God, I'm asking you that you would touch hearts for people to be involved and to find out more of what they can bring and that they could reach out to those that are lost right here just a few miles from this building. May we be a diligent people. May we cultivate our gift that you've given to us. May we take it seriously, everything that you've blessed us with. May we do it to honor and glorify your name. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, have a good Thanksgiving and don't eat too much. Or you could just ask for forgiveness right now and just eat all you want. Have a blessed week, everyone. We'll see you next week.